Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture this scene. You are exhausted from a long week at work. All you want to do is get home, put your comfy clothes on and sit in front of the television. But just as you are leaving your desk, your boss asks you to stay late. Or you get a call, a friend is in need of a babysitter, could you help? Or the football club your kids are involved in needs someone to help coach the team tonight. Of course you say yes and before you know it, your evening is hijacked and you're either working late, babysitting or helping out with the football club. It wouldn't be so bad if this wasn't the umpteenth time this has happened. Sound familiar? Do you find that you're always pleasing others instead of yourself? Are you a people pleaser? Now, people pleasers are some of the nicest people you'll meet. They spend so much time helping others, but as a result, they are never pleasing themselves. So what are the long term effects of this? Well, joining me now to discuss this is psychotherapist Katie McKenna from Carrick McCross. How are you doing, Katie? Hiya Sinead, thanks very much for asking me on to speak about this topic. Oh, it's wonderful to have you back on the programme. Now, this is just one of many scenarios that I've described mm-hmm. there in the introduction. But could you explain, what do we mean by people-pleasing? Am I, am I doing this justice? Am I portraying this accurately here? Yes, you portrayed it accurately. So it's when we put the needs of others before ours. So any people please are listening when you named out those three things. So the babysitting or your boss at work or somebody ringing to ask you to help coach. Straight away when you were saying that, I could feel my heart beating a bit faster because you're right. You painted the scene. You're on your way home from work. You want to go home and relax. Uh, you know, feed yourself, your children, unwind. And then your your heart's beating a bit faster. And so it's really to to delve into that. So people please and Generally, the two main things that come up is one, um, it's a fear of anger, so a fear of conflict. So it's just easier to say yes um, and avoid that argument, that um, that row that might happen. And so to, the other one is to follow the fear. So what would be the fear in saying no? So the worry for people is generally that telling them no or they're turning down a request for help with them might make them think that you don't care and agreeing to do whatever they might want you to do seems like a safer option even if you don't have the time or inclination to help and many people agree to doing stuff like this when they'd rather not to and it's on a once-off that's not a huge problem but it's when there's a pattern of this that it can cause problems and because it's sending out a message it's telling people that their needs are more important Mm -hmm. and ultimately the the people can end up taking advantage of this so knowing that they can ask and that you will agree 
Yes. And you know what? As we're talking, oh my God, I'm getting so many messages on 086-1800-658. People saying this, oh my God, doing this all the time, can really relate to this. I do it all the time and people tell me I need to take time for myself, but never happens. I'm getting a lot of this in the same vein. So <laughs> I think it's really hitting the nerve with people uh, th- this morning, Katie. But, you know, this can happen anywhere, by the way. It's not just this scenario like that, what I've created there in terms of, say, the boss ringing you to go back in. It could be, you know, you're about to sit down for five minutes. Ma'am, I can't find my toy or football or your husband might come in or your partner might come in and say listen will you take the kids swimming I know I said I would but I actually have to take this work call now and you're about to have some downtime so this definitely happens at home as well It does and I love that what what a perfect example you just gave there when you're going to sit down and have a cuppa and straight away one of the kids ma'am can you get this and here's the thing about people pleasing. People generally jump to that first one that you did. They generally jump to those big things. How do I say no to my boss? How do I say no when we're asked um, to babysit or, or asked to coach? And really, they will be the fewer things in your life. It's really to whittle it down to these small ones. And actually, if you can master these small ones first, it leaves the bigger one easier. So let's look again at that inclination. You sit down with a cup of tea in your hand and your kid says, "Mom, will you get me whatever. And straight away, the people pleaser jumps. Yes, what do you want? And afterwards, or as even they're walking to getting the thing, it'll be that, oh, you know, why do I have to do this? Why I give in there? Yeah. So let's, let's look at setting a boundary around even the cup of tea. And for most, most people pleasers, and for a lot of people in general, when people hear the word boundary, they get it and not in their stomach. And this is because you know that you're not setting them. And setting boundaries during the summer months won't take away from the fun your family will have. In fact, it'll just reduce the stress and that overwhelm and burnout that, that you're talking about there, Sinead, that you'll experience. So let's say the cup of tea. So when you're making your cup of tea, and it's up to you whether you say this to your children or that you just, you know, mentally prepare yourself. So for the duration of your tea, so what's that, like 15 minutes, maybe maybe 20, that you are not to do anything when you're drinking that tea. So if somebody, if any of the kids are asking for something, and if they're young, the cup of tea is a really good example because they can see how long it will take you. So, yeah. you know, look, I, I'll be able to get that to you when, when my cup's empty. Look. And so you're teaching them um, that, one, that you deserve that rest, that this is your break. And here's the thing. When you said that people-pleasing isn't all bad, it's not. People-pleasers mm. are generally such empaths. They can judge the need in the other person. And actually, a lot of times, even before that, so the child will come in maybe panting, and the mother will jump up straight away and go, do you want a drink? Yeah. Before it's even asked. Because actually, if you sit, you know, chances are if the child comes in and even if he asks and says, mom, I'm thirsty, you know, they're well able to get a drink. Oh, or I know. Even if, they're, even if they're younger to set that, here's another boundary, you know, to put a, even a small, you know, like a, a small jug of water in the bottom of the fridge that they can fill it up themselves. So it's actually that we don't need to be the rescuer all the time and rescue them. So it's it's acknowledging that. It's actually a shift in mindset. People ask me about boundaries all the time and it's people are generally really confused. And again, they jump to that. How do I say no to something? But it's actually, how do I not jump in and rescue people? Yes, that's really important. And before I go in f- further into that, I just want to circle back to the cup of tea scenario, right? Because there's lots of uh, parents that have been at home at the moment with kids for the summer holidays and the list of demands is never ending. Now, I find if I say, yeah, mommy's going to do that now after a cup of tea, 
I'll have the fella, my, my young fella come in going, are you finished yet? Are you finished? And it's like, oh my God, I need to just get up and just do it for him because it's just like my head is melted. I'm not even enjoying the cup of tea. But you're saying kind of stick to it and, and a couple of times that the message might sink in. Stick to it because, okay, so there, what age is your wee boy? So my little fella's five, five, okay, yeah. so he's five. And there, like I have an eight, six, four and three-year-old. So I understand exactly what you're talking about here. <laughs> And the problem that we fall into is it can just be easier to get it. Oh, it's just easier to get it because then I can sit back down. But ultimately, so what are we teaching them? You know, and we're Mm. teaching them, actually, if you keep going and going and going, I'll ultimately give in. And thereafter having, now, okay, we'll excuse the park from when they're a baby, but definitely the last year or two, they've, you know, you've taught them that actually, if I ask for something, so mom, I'm thirsty, mom gets it straight away. So this is an adjustment period for them as well, because... Now, wait a minute, ma'am. You're telling me... I have to wait. You're telling me I that quite. I have to wait. Like, I want it now. Yeah. Obviously, I, they're, they're, you know, their attention span is so short. So they're not used to waiting. So now it's like, well, are you finished yet? Are you finished yet? Are you finished yet? So the, the cup of tea, I thought, was a good example because they can actually see the tea. Yeah. A lot of people, if you have a timer, you can set a timer. Well, look, I can do it in X amount. So we're using the tea as an example. But over the summer months, because self-care... Um, your idea of self-care changes. You know, a lot of people mm. would have been at preschool or at school and they have a little bit of time for themselves. So let's say you're sitting down to read your book, perhaps. And again, do this intentionally. So set maybe a 15-minute window in your day and you're sitting down to read your book. So a timer is a really good idea for this, that they can actually see when the timer's going down and you're saying, look, I can do this, you know, when, th- when that goes off, when that beeps. And you're, you're, you're actually training them you're training them to have patience, which is actually a wonderful skill. Oh, it really is. And my fella has none of it. You're right. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. Maybe the, a part of this is my fault, jumping up and down and doing everything for him. You're so right. It does teach them to kind of go, hang on a minute. I need to wait. I need to maybe entertain myself. And five minutes of them sighing and, you know, having a meltdown in the corner or whatever it is. And then they might get distracted by something else and go off. And you can maybe really? have your 10 minutes apiece, you know. And they, they'll get more used to it. And first, like, five-year-olds aren't supposed to have a major amount of patience. You know, it yeah. is very immediate. But if, if we don't check this at five, it's the same at seven and it's the same at eight. You know, when I saw, so my eldest, because when it was only him, I was very quick to jump to his needs. And mm. he's actually the one that will ask the most and he's the most able. Whereas the others, because I've implemented this, they're actually more independent and more able to do their own things. So it's not that like every parent will identify whether you get into the car and the child, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah. Because they don't have that concept of time. So there's a very, no, this is not about not getting your child to not ask, are you mm. finished yet? Are you finished yet? It's to understand that, well, one, that's normal. So to not be getting frustrated, and that's one of the hardest bits, it'll be for us, the parents, not to get frustrated yeah. with it. So very calmly going, yeah, no, I will get that for you, I will get that for you when I finish my tea. Yeah, and that's what's so important. And you know, it's great that you, we're, we're, we're talking about this now in the summer holidays, because, you know, when it comes to, say, you know... Um, going on holidays and things like that you know I'd imagine like in many households it, you know the lion's share of preparing for the ha- family holiday is going to the mum of the house or the female of the house I would imagine in most cases right that's what's happening and I find myself you know kind of preparing so much that everyone else will have a good holiday and I'll say to myself oh as long as the kids are happy and entertained I'll be happy and that's not the way to look at this at all is it? 
I, I, lo- I love that example. So what you said there, as long as the kids are happy, I'll be happy. So there, you're, when you're preparing to go on holidays, that you do the brunt of the preparing. And yes, I call this the default parent. The default parenting tends to fall to the mother, um, where she organizes and plans and prepares and does all this. And it's, it's a mental load. Consider mm. it like tax. It's a mental load. It's taxing on the system. And that's a quick, uh, quick and sure way to lead to burnout. And there when you're saying, well, you know, as long as if the kids are happy, mom's happy. But if we're burnt out, tired and cranky and in a miserable mood, how are we supposed to take care of our families or ourselves? So preventing burnout during the summer or any time in general is something that we need to work on. And it doesn't happen accidentally. Mm. Um, it happens with preparation. So there, when you're even talking about um, packing the clothes yeah. to go away for, for the kids. So let's even consider what you have to. So let's go back all those steps to washing the clothes, you know, that everything's washed so that you can go to pack to what do they need? So how many outfits? What do they need in the morning, evening? What swimwear do they need? What shoes do they need? So you're planning all this. So I would break this down into two steps to get the fathers involved and I have to say in my experience most fathers are actually really willing to do this. Oh yeah of course if it's it's our own fault we just think that they can't, they're they not going to do it or they're not you know it, we, it's a control thing that the moms of the house will have you know we, we do this is I completely understand this you know. And it yeah. is that the same with the tea in the moment it's just easier to do it myself. Yeah. So here's a good so yesterday we were going to the beach and here's a good example so it was much easier for me to run up to all the kids rooms and take out a spare change of clothes on their swimming stuff. Yeah. It's easier for me to do it. I would have had it done in a couple of minutes. Instead, I was trying to implement this, that actually, so if we're going to the beach, because sometimes it can seem like it's way more work to yeah. pack up the car. So I was going, actually, if I can get these little people kind of used to doing this, so I made sure I had loads of time. So I asked them like three hours before we met in the morning. <laughs> I was going, okay, so the, and I did this for the eight, six and four-year-old of the three-year-old I, I got them from and I was saying lads go up and get so a, you know a spare pair of underwear shorts and t-shirt and they did that and then I was saying okay now go up the swimwear is in a drawer I said get down your swimming gear and now it didn't happen as smooth as that one of them needed reminded twice one of them went up and forgot to come down <laughs> and, but you're you're training them that actually if we're going somewhere you don't have to rely on mommy doing everything yes. so so there that you're preparing them also, now, yesterday, I actually, well, I was going with some family members, but my husband wasn't going. But you imagine that we were going on holidays, like you're saying. And again, the mom has mentally prepared everything in her head, that then it's easier to go and grab everything. Yeah. So, and this, this is twofold. So the first step would be to ask, so who, whose responsibility is packing the clothes? And actually, if it's your child, it's both the parents. Yeah. There's kind of two steps that I see with people. So people pleasers are really bad at asking for help in general. Um, they, they tend not to ask for help to do it all themselves. So one is recognizing that actually this will be more helpful, not for me, because, but for the whole family. So asking for, for help from, from however you notice, but the mental load. So instead of just fixing it for your husband and saying, okay, will you pack the kids, blah, blah, blah. So ask them, look, will you think about what we need to bring? Yeah. Will you think about, so it's the mental load. It's not really the running upstairs grabbing the clothes. It's the mental load that it's taken to prepare for what's needed. So saying to them, 
will you think about what's needed? So in other words, you're saying, now here, I'm sharing this mental load, this mental burden. What do we need to bring? So you're involving them from the beginning, as opposed to what happens is generally, and, you know, the car is nearly packed, you're stressed out from doing everything, and then it'll be the smallest thing before you go. Yeah, that you'll forget. That tip you over the edge. That you'll forget, or that yeah. the pressure will just be too much, and it's going, you're not helping me. Yeah, so we need to avoid that. We need to avoid it. Katie, I'm running out of time here, but what you're saying there is making so much sense. If people want to get more information, Instagram is the best place to go for you, is it? Instagram, absolutely. My website's still just been revamped. I yep. do have it live back again live next week. So Katie McKenna, psychotherapist. Yeah, and just to, yeah. to finish off then, if we just forget the idea that summer is supposed to be perfect. You know, there is no such thing as perfect. So it's to adapt to whatever you can do and to just have fun to, to make memories as opposed to, you know, perfect pictures. Yes, exactly. Very, very wise uh, words. Thank you so much, Katie McKenna there, psychotherapist. She's on Instagram at the moment. You can find her on there. Fantastic advice. And I hope that helps all the people pleasers out there. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.